Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Kashris, presented by the Kashris Awareness Project in conjunction with Torah Anytime. Today we are joined by Rabbi David Cohn, Rabbinic Coordinator at the CRC, the Chicago Rabbinical Council. Thank you Rabbi Cohn for being here. Sure, pleasure to be here. We're here to talk today about medications, uh, specifically liquid medications, but I'd like to start with a general question. People are aware and informed and educated about looking into kashras with regards to foods. And many people may not have that awareness when it comes to medications. Why do you think that is? So really, that's a great first question because it's a real lead into the, the most crucial question that there is for liquid medicines. And that is, um, everybody knows if you eat an apple, a piece of cake, it needs to be kosher, it needs to have hashkach on it. But the question for liquid medicines is, are those considered edible or they're not edible? If it's considered edible, then it needs hashkoch like any other food that you take. If it's not considered edible, then it doesn't make a difference. You can eat, if it's not edible, it doesn't have to be kosher. And, and really, that boils down to a question of, what does it mean when something is considered not edible? What is, when the din says something is not edible, what does that mean? Does that mean is, I can't get it down? Like imagine eating a raw potato. I mean, you can't eat a raw potato, mm -hmm. you can't get it down even. What does it mean is, no, it doesn't mean, it doesn't, mean <clears throat> it doesn't mean so awful. It means is nobody would choose to eat it. Like if I put out uh, Pepsi and uh, coffee and Tylenol, not one person in the room would choose Tylenol. Nobody would consider that a, something they want to drink. Um, so some people say that's, not, that's considered not edible because nobody chooses to eat that kind of a food. So if you think that uh, liquid medicines are considered not edible, if, you, if, that, if you're rabbinic, I don't mean me and you. I mean, if that's a rabbinic decision that that's considered not edible, mm -hmm. then doesn't, that doesn't have to be kosher. It doesn't make a difference what's in it. So yeah. I know this might sound like an elementary question, but just to clarify this topic, we know that a chayla, an ill person, is permitted and really obligated to do whatever he or she can to get back to full health. And taking that into consideration, you know, even if something is edible, why does it need to be kosher if the chola is obligated to do what they have to do to get back to full health? Okay, so the, the answer to that is that a chola is allowed to do many things in order to make themselves healthy. A person who's a chola sheyesh basakana or suffix sakana, I mean, there's any chance that this could lead to danger, he could do anything. So for example, almost every example when a person takes a liquid antibiotic, Almost everything is, if you don't treat it, it could lead to danger, to some, really a, a sakana, danger to the person's life. A person should take liquid antibiotics without a question. They shouldn't think about, oh, is it kosher? Should I find it with the hersher? They should always take that. For those, that's not the question. The question is, what happens if someone's taking a cough medicine, or a child takes mm -hmm. Tylenol? So there's no danger if I have a cough. I'm ill, and I'm sick, and there are certain things that I'm allowed to do, even if they wouldn't be kosher. Certain foods I would be allowed to take, but I'm not, it's not carte blanche. I can't do whatever I want to at that point. So that's the that's, focus is, is on those kind of things. Exactly. That's why I wanted to ask the question because for our viewers out there, they, we really knew the answer, but we, we want to clarify that better take whatever they have to. We want to make sure that they're not having qualms about ingesting whatever it is because they need to. And like you mentioned, antibiotic, which, which could eventually lead to sakana. So we're focused here today on achilah she'en by sakana, 
and they're taking something like a cough medicine, something like that. And the question is, what concerns are there? So let's dive right into the topic. What ingredients are there in such medications? Let's specifically liquid medications that the kosher consumer should be concerned about. Right. So, so the, the most problematic issue that there is, the, the ingredient that most is the most sensitive that there is in a liquid medicine, and it's very common in liquid medicines, is something called glycerin. Okay. What's glycerin? Glycerin is if you take a animal fat or vegetable oil, chemically they have one thing in common. They are made of two parts, glycerin and something called fatty acids. All, animal, all fats and oils all have the exact same glycerin, but the, the fatty acid is what differentiates between, let's say, olive oil and chicken fat. Depends which fatty acids are attached, just gives it the different properties that it has. But the glycerin is exactly identical. Glycerin tastes good, it's sweet, it, even though oil is not, but it's sweet, it's edible, it's in lots of food items, and in, uh, it's often used in liquid medicines. And you'll look on the side of your you know, cough medicine or your uh, fever medicine for a child, and it's commonly in there. And that could either come from animal fat, in which case it's 100% trafe, or it could come from vegetable oil, in which case it's probably pretty kosher, uh, assuming that it comes from vegetable oil. Just to clarify, the animal fat, we're, we're saying that it's trafe because it's not coming from a kosher yes, source, yes, yes, you're right? right. Yes, yes. There, you, is, you there is kosher do. animal glycerin if it's, right? If, in, in practice, there is no kosher okay. animal glycerin. Uh -huh. in, no, nobody goes oh. out and makes kosher animal glycerin. It's not worth uh -huh. it to take the animals from a kosher shrita and turn them into glycerin. No, okay. that, that, that doesn't happen, no. In theory, in, in, theory, theory, in, theory. Yes, in theory, there could okay. be such a thing. Uh, and it would be flatians. But in theory, there would be such a thing. But in practice, no. In all animal glycerin is not kosher. Um, so if it comes from animal, then it's, it's trafe. And if it comes from vegetable, let's, we'll assume at that point that it's a kosher. Uh, and they're, chemically, they're identical. Mm -hmm. So when I pick up the bottle, it could be that I'm getting something that has the trafe glycerin in it or the kosher glycerin. It could go either way. What I'm handling in front of me could be either one of those. So if we consider it edible, if, if the, the liquid medicine is considered edible, and in it has an ingredient, might be 20, 30% of my medicine might be made of this non-kosher ingredient, it's a, it's a significant amount, then then it's now I have a rabbinic question, Rabbi, am I sick enough that I could take something that might be not kosher? Mm -hmm. Now, into the mix goes the fact that there's a lot of consumers, not just Jewish ones, who don't want animal-based glycerin. They don't want animal products because they concern their mid-cow disease. They don't want it because of other sensitivities that they don't want to have it, and cultural, religious sensitivities. So lots of companies don't want to use animal fat. Mm -hmm. In fact, animal glycerin is much cheap, it's che not much, it's cheaper than vegetable glycerin for exactly that reason. There's less demand for it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's out there. So that now, now is a rabbinic question, which is, first of all, is this, is this considered edible? It's a question to ask you, Rabbi. Rabbi, do you think a liquid medicine is considered edible? If it is, what should I do now that I don't know whether this mine is from animal or from vegetable? So, so now we have some choices. Choices. The rabbi said, yes, you should consider it edible. And your rabbi said, you have to find out if it's kosher. So one choice is there are some medicines that don't have glycerin in them. Okay? If you find a medicine that doesn't have glycerin in it, you're probably pretty safe ingredient-wise for, for that medicine. You can check if someone works in hashkacha or someone to check the ingredients, but you're pretty safe if you don't have that. So you could find one without. You could find there are people who've researched or get hashkacha on medicines that has glycerin, but they have hashkacha on it or they, people have looked into it and they know that it doesn't have it. Okay, and if not, when all, so to speak, all else fails, mm -hmm. then there's another choice. And that is, without going into the, the, the details of the halacha part of it, a person can dilute it. 
which is to say is for every teaspoon of medicine, or five milliliters, five cc of, of medicine, put in about three ounces of beverage, of milk or juice or water, and then take it. So the goal of diluting the medicine in a drink is to be mavato, whatever tarfus might be there. Why isn't there a concern of ein mavatlan iso chatchila? So it's a little complicated, the answer to that question, but it's a mix between how sick the person is, and they are allowed to do certain things, and the fact that we don't know that the glycerin in here is not kosher. It's a possibility, and if it's there, it would be a significant part of the item, but um, it's only a suffix if it's there, and that's an extra reason why we should be allowed to be involved with it. Now, all of what we've been talking is important for a person to think about well before someone's sick. This is not something to think about when I have a horrible cough and I need the cough medicine. It's not the time to try to figure out what to do. The time to think about that is in advance. Think about it before and say, what will happen if I need cough medicine or my child gets sick? What will I do then? So you have to ask your rabbi for his direction on that. And then based on that, find the right items to have in your house to cover yourself. So when you're sick and there's a child up and, you know, in the middle of the night, um, you'll know what you have to do and you'll be ready um, to take care of them and take care of their health. Now, I'm just curious. We were talking about the fact that many companies may not be using animal glycerin. Some prefer vegetable glycerin and so on. Is, is it even a possibility to call up the actual companies and ask them what type of glycerin they use, number one? Number two, can I trust what they say? And number three, do the cashless agencies know which medicines are using which glycerins? Okay. So the answer to that is, is that in theory, yes, a person could find out the information and say, this is, we're using only kosher glycerin or not kosher glycerin, in theory. Um, however, and this actually is a true emotion about that, about trusting the company um, for that kind of information. However, we found that with experience, it takes a little bit more to ask the right person the question or to get to the person who gives you the right answer. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are people who have done that. There are people who are a little bit more qualified and have done that work, or people in Hashkacha who for whatever reasons, know whether, which companies are using which. And that's why there are times that you could find this doesn't have hashkach on it, but we know that this, the glycerin in this product happens to be kosher. And if you can, then that would be reputable, and that's fine. Um, the hashkachas themselves have approached companies and said to them, we want you to make these items kosher, because there's consumers who want to have them as kosher products. And they've tried to encourage companies to do that without a tremendous amount of success. Mm -hmm. And partially, it's market-driven. The more consumers turn around and say, we want it to be kosher, we want it to be certified, is the more the companies are interested to do that. Um, it, it's very reasonable. It's, it, we could certify, we or any other hashkacha could certify uh, liquid medicine just like apple juice or potato chips or anything else that we give hashkacha to. Um, and there are some. There are some that have hashkacha to them. But Other medicines where, let's say, within the same brand, you'll have the cherry flavors okay, but the grape and the bubblegum flavor are not? And if yes, why is that? Okay, so it, it could happen. It's not common. Okay, in, in almost, as far as flavors specifically, flavors mm -hmm. specifically, almost every major flavor house in the United States has hashkacha. That doesn't mean it's always kosher. It means is they have the ability to make their items as kosher for customers who want it. They have a kosher program. So if a company went out of the way to say, we want a cherry flavor that's kosher, they could get their grape and their strawberry and every other flavor to be kosher as well. Mm -hmm. But there are times that there are different varieties. I know that there's, there's um, CVS and Walgreens make a very unusual product. They make a liquid Tylenol-type product, a liquid acetaminophen, but it's for adults instead of for children. I, I guess there are certain adults who can't take pills, and they want this liquid. That liquid has no glycerin in it. 
as opposed to their liquid that they make for children, does have glycerin in it. Um, so, so that means it's the same company or the same brand, but one is better than the other one. One has glycerin and one doesn't mm -hmm. have glycerin. So this, that, that may be different products, but I wouldn't think that between one flavor and the next is what's going to make the difference. Any final thoughts on this topic of uh, liquid medications that we didn't touch on? No, I, the, the, my final thought is what you started with, which is people need to think about, just like they care about every other food that they eat, whether it's kosher or not, they should think about their medicines with rabbinic guidance. If the rabbi tells them not to worry about it, then that's fine. Um, many rabbis would not say that, uh, and people should ask. And then if the rabbi directs them, they should be careful about it just like they do with any other food. Thank, Thank you so much. much.